Ho, 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 podcast listeners. This is Digital Digital. Get down, get down. This is our special, very Merry Christmas episode. Yep. Th- three years running now that we've done like a Christmas special. This sounds right. Are we counting this like out? Does this count towards our episode? I'm or calling is it number 93. Okay, so number because 93. Because we don't, yeah. And the other ones we've had like a specific gimmick. The gimmick, the gimmick this time, the gimmick is that... The gimmick this time is that we... Um, are sad and not going anywhere for Christmas, mm. so we're just trying to fill that void with bad Christmas movies. <laughs> month, or just have too much time. Worth. Just too much time on our yeah. hands. So this is going to be the lightning round of all lightning rounds, pretty much. Yes. Uh, and lightning's a strong word. Uh, mm. It's not going to actually be very fast, so drizzle. buckle up. Yeah. Um, so drizzle. buckle up. I don't think they need to be buckled up, then. Lay back, relax, yeah. enjoy. Think of England. <laughs> um... Yeah, this has no rhyme or reason to it. We did not, like, stick to, like, the 25 days of Christmas or the Hallmark no. countdown or anything. And normally our show is pretty good about having, like, Structure. two, maximum three mm-hmm. topics. I'm, I kind of want you to count and let me know. There's definitely, we're definitely in double digits of things we're going to talk about tonight. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, We're recording in front of the fireplace. 14, 15, 16, 17, maybe? 17. 18? Oh, I forgot about one. 18? Okay. So, like... Um, I, a couple of these were, like, did, did not finish, though, and yeah. they're just going to be like, this is awful, don't waste your right. time on it, so... But, yeah, I'm, like, I'm 90 minutes total, so that's, like... Math? 90 minutes. Divided by 18. I was going to say 20 minutes a thing, but that's not right. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, boy. Uh, calculator. Swipe up. What are you doing? Utilities. Calculator. What? What is it? 180? Yeah, I thought you said 90. 90, right? 90 divided by 18. I'm the one having tea. I'm not even having the wine. Five, Five minutes, minutes a subject. That's perfect. Okay. Uh, I'm telling you, some of these, though, are just going to be like, don't yeah. watch it. Um, I had a few few notes to kick us off before we get you into have the notes? meat. Yeah. Okay. First, I needed to do a bit of a PSA, a bit of an apology to the Peacock people, but also a uh to them as well. Okay, go. Because I believe on our last podcast, I said two very clear things. This is a retraction? What do they call yeah, it in yeah. the newspaper? Yeah, retraction. Yeah. Number one, that I would never have the care to download a Peacock app. Which turned out to be false because not only did I decide to download it, but I had to go to great lengths. Not only are we sad and bored. Because we're I had to load it bored. on the PlayStation, which is a whole, whole, Shebang. whole to do. Yeah. I also said that I was desperate for a network that would give me channels based on their content. And I said nobody's doing that. Netflix did add a shuffle button since so we So Netflix spoke. added a shuffle button, which is completely it's useless. Because it's like, hey, let me show you. The pilot of The Office. Isn't that a deep cut? <laughs> it doesn't even seem to be based on your list or anything. No, it's I got just... I got Office, uh, uh, The Crown, and some show about puberty, which looked weird. Big Mouth. Yeah, that's had a lot of good reviews. It has like four seasons. I watched the first one. It's like a little too I... middle schooly for me. People keep recommending middle school shows for me. Pen fi- Pen One Five is another yeah. one. That's like my life at work. Right. I, I don't need more awkward middle schoolers in my yeah. life. So, minor shout out to Peacock. They do have the general idea of what I wanted. They have, like, their on-demand content, and then they have a separate tab for channels. And in theory, the channels sound great. Like, they have some common ones. 
the one thing uh, they do taste cor- made and this bob ross one and all these the other ones the one but. thing they do correctly with yeah. their channels is snl skits that are like on shuffle correct so the channels that look good are the snl one and the laugh out loud or whatever it's called which runs like different cuts of parks and rec and brooklyn 99 and some other shows Those cuts are a little too short for me correct and but. like the snl one it seems like there's only like four or five hours of the rotation because i've turned it on multiple times and it's always on black jeopardy with sean connery yeah or on so, the same parks and rec cuts correct right so they Although have the parks and rec, they do have like theme ones they, they have go theme through ones. like a ron yeah so general, good back, general idea, but yeah, it hasn't really stuck with me. Um, also, we cut like all sort of normal cable channels because I tried Sling for like five days and gave up on it before I paid for it because it was useless. Sling was terrible. Yeah. At least YouTube TV like seemed like real TV, like the Correct. quality was good. Yeah. There was a lot of real channels. Low, you could click a channel, it was there. Um, yeah. But then it got too, it got more expensive than regular cable. Right. Which and they cut the tennis the channel, which was pretty much a deal breaker for me. And then Sling was just bad. There was nothing I found myself watching, watching uh, Portlandia um, reruns, and I was like, this is available elsewhere. Like, why am I paying $45 to watch a show that I've already watched? Yeah. Anyways, I am clearly a crit- critique of, of fine streaming services. Um, we finished Uncharted as well. Oh, yeah. Uncharted 2. You said you had thoughts coming out of it. I don't remember what they were around. I assume around indigenous themes. Yeah. yeah. I have thoughts about like, just colon- the overall colonization themes of it. I wish that there was, like, a reverse Indiana Jones show where, yeah. like, they, like, you were stealing from museums on behalf of the indigenous folks and giving them their stuff back. Yeah. I think that would be much more interesting. See, Because it but started off like that. They I was going to say, the see, Turkish museum. with Uncharted... I only care, I only pay attention to the plot for like the first three levels. And by that last level, things are so freaking batshit insane that I don't, I'm not emotionally invested. I I'm usually just, agree with that, but then when you got to the end and the entire purpose was to destroy this entire yeah, this race pristine, of indigenous yeah. people that had never been touched by like white right. people, it was like, really? You can't just like leave them alone? Yeah, I it, don't... Was, it was icky for sure. Yeah. Um, what I really want is a game hmm. where you're like, um, a wildlife warrior kind of thing and you yeah. like break into poacher camps and like save baby animals it's a pretty good idea um i also watched devs by myself i don't really have too much to say about it you don't remember but i was the one who told you to watch that show i don't think so i did i very clearly did i knew what i was getting it. into i think his name's alex garland like all of his stuff ex machina is him right and the one with um she is that him too her no joaquin i no. never watched them um so yeah really good ideas some good moments some weird casting decisions and ultimately a mixed bag that's kind of what i'll say about that uh i want to take a minute to talk about zach efron oh i thought you're gonna want to talk about taylor swift i do want to take a minute to talk about taylor okay. swift this was supposed to be purely the holiday episode yeah, and you were inserting all this other shit <laughs> um which one first you can do Zephron if you want uh, so we finished, I think it was called Down to Earth. Does that sound right? I don't know. You, you were the one who plays it. It was on your list. Which, I don't know. It came up on Netflix at one point, and I was like, what is, what is Zephron doing? Well, what he did was he teamed up with this, like... Slightly eh, too crunchy guy? A little too granola, a yeah. A little too new agey, like superfoods was every other Correct. word out of Everything, his mouth. Everything, yeah. Darren. Um... And they did Rest like an eight. Peace, I house. think I already talked about the show one time because of how weird that first episode was, where they like offended the Icelandic host or something. I just think that they like 
filmed it in a weird order. Like, they didn't yeah. film it in the same order they showed it because, like, the voiceovers and stuff, yeah. like, the, the episodes explaining what they were doing were, like, the third and fourth episodes. Yeah. Very weird. So, anyways, it was a weird kind of production quality, but that almost made it more charming. And, like, it was kind of refreshing that this Zac Efron project almost felt like an amateur... Uh, e- it was basically an ecotourism exploration, kind of. Sure. Um, so yeah, d- every episode was a different location, some a little bit more intriguing than others. Slightly different theme. Right. But mostly people, countries, groups, organizations trying to do things different. Sustainably. Yeah. With a general theme of sustainability. And yeah, credit to Zephron because he tried some weird things, both like physically uh, and with cuisine and just was really out of his element. You and could tell in like, almost every scene, but he went with it. And he was pretty open-minded about it. Like, yeah. he wasn't like, that's not true, or I'm not going to do that. Like, yeah. he went along And he was very it. kind of upfront about, like, uh, he kind of owned who he has been up to this point, which is, yeah. uh, which is like a kid uh, movie star, uh, L.A. boy, who, like, doesn't know how to garden and only eats well if it makes him look cool. Yeah, and is um, now realizing that the stuff he's putting into the, the L.A. lifestyle is not yeah. healthy or healthy for him or yeah. for the earth. Mentally, yeah, physically, yeah. anything. And yeah. he opened up a little bit about how like some of the diets he was on made him really unhappy. Yeah. And um... So yeah, I think it's worth a watch. Uh, you and I were both kind of like hanging on at the last episode, like waiting for the, the call to action, as they say. Yes. Um, and it just, yeah, I guess it wasn't fizzled that... a little bit? What did you say? It fizzled a little bit. Fizzled a little bit, yeah. There was a, a wildfire factor, and that's how they kind of wrapped up the show. Which makes sense, because it's um, kind of like bringing it back close to home, of how we're already seeing the effects of what we're doing to the planet. Right. But I was expecting them to be to, like, go to this website to donate, or yeah. join us At for season two, or... At least a place two, to push money, because, or... yeah, they saw we saw a lot of places and a lot of groups that were doing cool things, but it was kind of like... Well, do you just go back to your life at that point? Do you take what you've learned? Do you let those people build something bigger? Or yeah, and that's another way that I think like the amateurish production value hurt them a little bit because I do think at very least a website where you could click on the links to the organizations they visited or something yeah. like that would have been yeah. a next step. I think they kind yeah. of left you with this idea that you need to do something, but not anything really concrete. Like you'd really have to go out of your way to then decide to do something. They didn't yeah. even point you to organizations or right. anything. Okay, enough about that. Taylor Swift, I, I'm happy for her that she is now like considered a legit musical artist. I don't, I admit I've only heard the, the CD from the summer probably three times and this new CD once. I'm not convinced that everybody who's talked about it has heard it any more than I have. I'm yeah. pretty sure they just looked at the album pictures and were like, whoa. I, uh, she is... Very, very good at reinventing herself. Yes. And it's impressive. The way that she markets herself and controls her brand is next level. It's and a lot of it comes from her, from my understanding. Not that there aren't other people in it. Yeah. But like the she has full creative control over Mm -hmm. her career. And it's impressive that she can reinvent herself. And because she could have made a fine living just continuing to play pop country songs. Or I was going to say, go the Britney Spears route and have your family, because her family, Taylor's family is still involved in her career, right? So she's lucky in that respect that she, yeah. But yeah, I was thinking more that she could have just gone full pop country and just stayed in that lane happily. Could have happily just done pop. And she is trying very hard to like reinvent herself and have a theme and have like 
just the whole brand to go along with it. Right. Have I always jived with each of those zigs and zags? <laughs> Not necessarily. Yeah. I still respect her as a person. 1984 gal. They're... Red? 1989. Oh, is that what the CD's called? The year of her birth. <laughs> 1984 is a different piece of media. That's yeah, right. very different. <laughs> um, so I would say I still, um, she's still one of my favorite artists overall. Yeah. I am not like a super fan that like plays every single song on repeat. I've just, it's just, I know one of the ti- one of the CD titles was Folklore, and I've heard the songs described as folk music. I'm not sure that's what folk music is. It's real just soft pop it's, with a lot of pictures of trees. Right. I would call it um, stripped. Sure. And the, and the Bonnie song... Bonnie Bear. It's, the, it's right. Bonnie Bear. The song I always come back to is The Last Great American Dynasty, which if I'm Love interpreting it Fucking correct, catchy. it is about people talking crap about her because she dated the JFK boy, right? Probably, yeah. Like... That, that's exactly what all of her other albums have been. Have been, <laughs> you're saying told, this about me. So I think the folklore <laughs> bit is that, like, she's... She usually is a storyteller, but about her own life or about, like, modern things. Like, it's very... Op- it's, oh, I agree. I'm listening. She's usually, like, a storyteller, and it's, like, teardrops on my guitar. You know what yeah. I mean? Where it's, like, I'm in high school, and there's a boy that I'm yeah, in yeah. love with. This one, she, like, created all of these, like, other stories other people's lives to like put her ideas onto so i think that's like the folklore aspect of it is it's like telling um i totally agree with you but these are and if they were written in third person i think i would be on board but i'm pretty sure almost all of them are first person disagree okay i think this is where you haven't listened to enough if you're right if they're third person the last great american dynasty is written in third person okay there's one part where she like breaks the the fourth wall okay. and comes in and says i had a marvelous time fucking great line yeah she had a marvelous time ruining everything yeah i love that line okay you i love it um so she breaks so okay it's rebecca takes the yeah. rhode island so that's train, on me for not and then she has the one about betty and james and okay. and whatever and then she has the newest one has um all the women's names um, yeah, we needed a separate podcast Dorothea, for you to get down that rabbit hole. And uh, I forget the other one. Yeah. So that, I think that's If the I difference. showed up at your party. Uh, that one's first person. That has to be. If I showed up at your party. No, but she's singing it from the point, point of view of James. So this is just getting my point. I'm not sure she knows what folk music is. If I think about modern folk music, I think about that weird... A Frank Turner album where it's all little ditties about different character names. That that's to me is a exact, folk song. That's exactly what her album is. Okay. All right. Good. I'm gonna pull her album up. Good because debate. Because now, now I feel like I need to. Defa- I didn't even like these this mu- that much, and now I, I feel the need to defend poem. it. You're saying it's a first. It, the lyrics are first person, but she's singing it as somebody else. We yes. legally can't play one of her songs on this. Come hunt me down, Taylor. Okay. Um, what are you going to pull up? Betty. Okay, yeah. I, I could just read the lyrics. Why don't I do that? Oh, okay. Do, 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 do. Betty lyrics. How does she spell Betty? B-E-T-T-Y. Mm-hmm. 
So okay. this one's tricky because yeah. if you get into it in a little while saying. and then the person says, James, get in. So she's not she's not singing it from her own perspective. Got it. So she takes like little bits of her life and she's not all the songs. There's a lot of songs like this one's just like, I heard you're doing well, whatever. So there's plenty of songs that are her okay. normal narrative. She might be on a different level than I am then and good for her. This is the last Great American Dynasty one. Aren't you impressed that I, I parsed the... Mostly I just don't like the all lowercase letter thing. Does that bug you? Mm, it does. That's an aesthetic choice. Rebecca. So that one she like okay. breaks the fourth wall in kind of a clever way. Yeah. Where, where she's like telling the story and then in the end she kind of admits that it's about her and her Rhode Island house. Rhode Island, there it is. Yeah. 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 Okay. So. Alright. So the newest one has. Healthy um, debate there I think. Dorothea. It has Marjorie. Cowboy like me. Um, yeah. lots of explicit songs, Taylor. Oh um, and then Coney Islands. I doubt Taylor Swift has been to Coney Island. No offense, Taylor. Mm, no. Um, She's a New York gal. And then "Tis the Damn Season" is about like this is the one that I was like, "Tis the Damn Season, girl." Um, oh, okay. It's about like going home for the holidays and like like seeing uh, someone that you like mm-hmm. hooked up with in the past. Once again, I doubt that's her. She does, like, hated everyone at her high school. So, yeah. like, I think a lot of these are less autobiographical than some of her other stuff. Or, like, only bits and pieces of it are autobiographical. Where her other songs were literally, like, Drew. Like, Drew looks at me. There was literally someone right, named right, right. Drew. And it was from her perspective. Where a lot of these are meant to be a little bit more experimental or third-person-y. Yeah. Um, it's a little... I like I like her bops better than her yeah. emotional songs, and a lot of these are are a little bit more draggy for me, yeah. it, just tempo wise. Um, they're very good like background music. They're not like I want to jump around and dance and or sing radio music songs, yeah. or radio songs. Yeah. yeah. Um, supposedly, to, I think I've I think I've almost found this quote that I, I thought somebody was making up, but supposedly there's a lot of hints that it's going to be a trilogy. So apparently we should expect a third. Here we go. We just couldn't stop writing songs. To try and put it more poetically, it feels like we were standing on the edge of the folklorean woods and we had a choice, to turn and go back or to travel further into the forest of this music. We chose to wander deeper. Of course she did. She's an artist. Right. Good for her. Like, I've, I'm very happy. Like, people like Matt Nathanson make me very happy that they make enough money to pursue their art even if it's not like appreciated by large groups of people, nope. this is a luxury that somebody of her fame has. They can, like you said, reinvent themselves as many and times as they want. And she like did. These people are not folk artists necessarily, but Bonnie Vare's on here a few times. The National. Wouldn't we see the National somewhere? No. Are you sure? Yes. Is it the Foles I'm thinking of? Who did we see with the Foles that time? Huh? When we went one time. In Rhode Island, when I had a final the next day, we went to see... Freelance Wales. Freelance Wales. Yeah. And they were, I thought, Foles was with them, and I thought it was The National was with them. Yeah. You might be right about Foles. Um, hey, Heim, Heim. That one, did you hear that one? No Body, No Crime. Mm-hmm. Definitely Sounds. not about Taylor. Okay. I hope not. Look up the lyrics to that one. All right. So that's the show, guys. <laughs> there are plenty of successful podcasts that, podcasts that <laughs> clock in at 20 minutes. <laughs> Here we are. Real quick. Magic for Humans. This is your fault. Magic for Humans. I don't fucking know. 
It's like all. It's like the worst show and the best show I've ever seen. I don't even know. You keep saying you don't like it, and every single time I come downstairs, you're watching it. I'm desperate for a sketch show that I can like watch in ten minute increments. The ham one. He lost me with the ham one. Ham was weird. Every like third thing is either him pulling something out of his mouth or guessing something about someone, which would be physically impossible, and it kind of ruins the show for me. But that kind of stuff works live when you know that you don't know that he doesn't know you. It doesn't work on a TV show. No. Last um, one, leading last into Christmas. One. This was all Christmas stuff. I purposely put no other notes aside Leading Christmas. into Christmas. This did you Christmas Did episode. you jot down Slade, or do I need to get us into that? Huh? Slade, the TV show, the rapping competition. Is oh, that on God. your list? No, because I want right. to forget about Let's it. Let's lead into that then. So Samsung gives us some free channels as part of their television, and one of them is they have some weird game show networks with like Carlton from Fresh Prince hosting really things sad. in the early 2000s. And, um, the guy that got really fat who's really sad on that other show. Yeah. I'm picturing his face and I yeah, can't anyways. picture his name. Um and one of the channels was trying to be holiday themed and they had a show called Slade and it was they were acting like it was the Great British Bake Off, but it was about wrapping gifts. And they were not that good. And they were, one of them claimed to be a professional gift wrapper. One was an amateur. But like, you know that neighbor everyone has that's like good at making bows? Yeah. That's the level it was at. And we must have tuned in too late because they both were presenting like burlap sacks. Yeah. And the judges were like, I've, her, I've like never seen something as dirty beautiful on as purpose, this. And they were just like, ingenious. <laughs> Nobody wants a dirty fucking present. Looks like you dragged it around in the streets. Yeah. All right. Those are my notes. I'm done. You're up. Okay, um, I just wanted to get into books a little bit before we get started. Oh I gosh, do have a, off a tangent. Uh, no, they're Christmas-related books, so okay. fuck off. Um, a very magpie Christmas. No, but I have really liked those books. There's not, well, no, there's not much Christmas involved. Um, I do run a not very successful bookstagram account. Oh, over a thousand short. followers, over a thousand, which is really nothing in the bookstagram world, but whatever. Um, I am not usually a let's read seasonal books person. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like it's a little sad generally, but this has been a sad year. Um, and books have usually I'm just like I have too many books on my to read list. I can't read a random book because yeah. that's too many too many books, not enough time. This year I've been like fuck if I know I can't even finish a book. Mm-hmm. I just can't even start a book. I start like two pages of it. And I'm like nah. So I was like. Whatever. I'm gonna really lean into my mood reading, and any any book that I see on it's the very internet, unsettling for me living in the same house as you is and having strange. the same um, library ebook oh, accounts boy, yeah. because I, it's really been bad for my mood reading, good or bad, I guess, because you can just go and if it's there, you just download it. Yeah. So I, I constantly have just like twelve books, like one of which I'm actually reading, and the other ones I'm just <laughs> like looking at in a comforting way. It's not how I, I could start reading them. The one that I've actually finished is called A City Baker's Guide to Country Living. A City Baker's Guide to Country Living. She moves out of the city to the country like Got every it. Hallmark movie. Yeah. Um, was not a very good book. I have a lot of problems with it that okay. I won't get too deeply into because you didn't read it. Okay. But I did want to keep reading, Does so I'll give it that. Does baking translate to fiction prose well? There was a lot of descriptions of pie, making pie. <laughs> um... And it's just, I, I know enough about baking that I could picture it, but it, there was an excessive amount of just, like, her describing things she was baking. Uh-huh. Um, my biggest problem is that, like, a lot of the character development was really sacrificed for, like, a cutesy story and ending. Sure. Um, also, 
she was like such a Mary Sue, and I know that there's a lot of sexist issues with the term Mary Sue, sure. but she was a Bella Swan, if you will. Yeah. Where like she shows up at this town and everyone's immediately in love All with her. Sudden, yeah. Sounds and like a. It's like she was a disaster. She dyes her hair a different color every chapter for mm. no reason. Okay. Um. She like has no family. She is a drunk. She is an adulterer. Uh-huh. Uh, like, on-page adulteress, whatever. Not that people don't make mistakes, but, like, she just seemed like a train wreck and moved to this town. And, like, even all of, like, the grumpy people that nobody can win over immediately were like, we love you. You're welcome here. You're our family now. Yeah. And it was like, what has she done to earn any of this? And then, like, as soon as one thing goes wrong, she, like, runs away, sleeps in, like, a, the closet in a... a abandoned pizza shop it just makes no sense this shit honey um bookstagram well and then in the end like spoiler alert if you're gonna read this in the end she like gets accidentally pregnant does not tell the father who ends up being on like on tour with a folk band in japan she's also very inexplicably inexplicably like perfect at the banjo and um the dulcimer yeah didn't even know that was an instrument um, and in the end, she's just like, I think I am ready to settle down and just like has a baby in the epilogue. So we, we leave her where she's pregnant. She's horrible to her best friend who still cares about her in the end. So wait, is this the pregnancy one you were telling yes. me about? Oh my God. So a lot happens. A very fucking long book for what it is. So at the end of the book, she's like happily pregnant. The guy that impregnated her, who she's in love with, has come back from fucking Korea, whatever, and they're happily together, just uh-huh. out of nowhere. He's not even mad. She didn't tell her him for seven months that she was pregnant. And the epilogue is a year later, and she is pregnant once again. I don't know. Um, it was one of those books where I finished it being like, oh, that was kind of a nice ending. Maybe it'll be like a B, and the more I think about it, I'm like, book um so i got really frustrated with it while reading it i enjoyed it and then like afterwards i shouldn't i should have just like read it and moved on with my life and parts of it i just continued to think about and now they've like irritated me wow well now i'm in the christmas spirit um the other one that i have just started reading which is like fine so far is called a christmas swap it's like every other kind of the flat no not the flat chair what What's the book that I just finished? The other one, not the flat share. The yep. Switch. The Switch. Similar to that. Similar to The Holiday, which we mm-hmm. haven't watched yet. Um, why is it that every time I want to watch a specific movie, it's not available on any of like the 18 streaming it's options like a, It's like a rule of the it's universe. Murphy's Law. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, the one I just started is called A Christmas Swap. And these three best friends like swap Christmases from um, Colorado to Australia to London to Colorado like uh-huh. they do like a three way swap it's fine so far okay um, it seems like they immediately all met a hot guy as soon <laughs> as they landed gosh so uh, I don't know I also want to add a new guest segment okay I'm gonna call it baby in a corner baby in a corner <laughs> seeing flashes um, of so dirty dancing babies in a corner yeah baby's corner whatever um, our son has a few Christmas books, a yeah. selection of Christmas books. Um, his favorite is Little Blue Truck Christmas because yeah. it lights up mm-hmm. at the end. Classic. Um, Mickey Mouse's first Christmas book. I don't know why he, he was, was giggling, giggling about that, that one, one last night. Um, a lot of Disney characters in very weird situations, uh-huh. but whatever. 
Um, that that's not my snowman is probably his favorite. Classic. Um, I would. I just have to say, wait, is the Gruffalo one holiday themed or not? Gruffalo's Child is winter themed. Yeah, not good. Not a good sequel. Nope. Personally, I'm partial to Bear Stays Up for Christmas, but the baby does not seem to be that interested in that one. No. Um, that's it. Those are the most okay. Christmas books I've been reading lately are the baby's books, not my Christmas books. gift this episode is ad-free. We don't have time. Okay. I'm going to keep cruising. Um, what? Just a personal note, then, not an ad. <laughs> okay. um, if you would like to see the top-rated mm. 2020 books um, per Book Digits users on our yep. website. Crowdsourced. Um, if you go to Book Digits on Instagram... There's a story highlight called Top 20 of 2020, and you can see the um, top 20 books released this yeah. year per our users. Made using an Instagramming template that Heather did not pay for. Very proud of her um, graphic design abilities. All right. So. Okay. We We're have 30 like minutes in. Perfect. Things. Yep. Um, so now we only have two and a half minutes for each of them. That math's not right either. 60 minutes <laughs> for 18. I knew you were going to get it wrong. I'm oh, close. 60 to my way. It's going to be three and a third. Three and a quarter. Three and a third. Okay. Um, question is. Yeah. Set some ground rules here. Do you want to do any sort of order for these so it makes a little bit more sense? Do you want to do like kids type movies versus TV shows versus movies? Or do you just want to go through the list? I think it might be a little bit too scattered if you we go through the list. You the, are the MC. You have the master list. Okay. You're the master of ceremonies. Um, I'm going to say we start with Christmas TV shows. Sure. Because the one that I have the most probably feelings about is the first one that we watched. First one on my list. Dash and it's Lily. A TV show. Dash and Lily. Whew. Uh, this was one that I, this was maybe even like in November still. I think it was right after Thanksgiving. Yeah, because you started watching it without my permission and I walked in and I was like, are you watching a Christmas thing? It was right after, it was after Thanksgiving I think for so. the record. And it was you, a were, Saturday after you were like yeah. out of the store or something. Yeah. You don't really go to the store. I don't know where you were. Did you get a shower maybe? Yeah. And I was like, I just want something to put on in the background. Yeah. This show pops up. I've kind of heard of it. I'm just going to start playing it. It's half hour each. Perfect. Yeah. Um, you came down, and then when I went up to shower, you rewatched the first part of the first episode. I had to rewind part of the first episode for you. Yeah, I didn't like sneakily go, oh gosh, this is so good. I no, got to get a taste. But you were just like, I don't follow what's happening. In the happening middle of episode here. two, I was like, what the fuck is this? What was the second one? Following him or following her? Her. Yeah, and but I was it like. Was, a lot of it was like duplicated like the other side of the story of what he had been doing. right yeah so right no it was the scene in her bedroom where they were trying to talk, explain about the books and the yeah i was just like what what so for those of you who don't know it's called dash and lily's book of dares or something like yeah. that um the two characters are dash whatever his real name is and yeah. lily and your first instinct is like man uh, you know, whoever wrote Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist should get like a cut of this. And then you're like, oh, it's the same the exact same people. people. Okay, the that Christmas tracks. Person. It's, that it's tracks. like um, Christmas is all around us. Yeah, it's yeah, like they yeah. just took the original and put the word Christmas in. Right. Um, for those of you who don't know, it is um, the kind of shtick is yeah. that the girl in it, um, 
puts a journal with like clues at the Strand Bookstore in New York for someone to like find and like follow them to get to her kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, it, it turns into this weird like back and forth pen pal type scavenger hunt, which they did an okay do- job translating that right. to the screen because I'm sure in the book it's a lot of letters. I was going to say, epistolary doesn't always translate well. So they were kind of playing from behind in that respect. I really only have one episode to comment about, so we can either jump to that or you can get into more. I'll talk and you can more. jump in. Sure. So my overall thought was that it was just a little bit too, like, John Green or, like, To yeah. All the Boys I've Loved Before. It was a little bit too, like, quirky teen. Like, you really had to buy into, like, the quirky teen Correct. romance part of it. Yeah. Um, at points, I think you said this, at points it seemed like they were a lot younger than they were. Yeah. And that, at points it seemed like they were like full fledged 30 year olds. Yeah. It was a um, strange dynamic. They, they kind of had to conveniently get rid of their family so that there would be an excuse for like 16 year olds running, 17 year olds running around right. New York by themselves. Yeah. And so the setting is like one of my primary things. Like if this wasn't a small Hallmark esque town, I think I could have bought into it more, but yeah, these kids running around New York City, I'm sure people who live in, you know, in Manhattan do this. I mean, but yeah, the episode, I'm sure you know which one I'm talking about. She should have been murdered like 13 minutes times. into the episode. There yeah. was a few different jokes about how like she stayed like within 5 blocks of her place because yeah. New York is very like um, you stay in your own little neighborhood. It's a very rosy interpretation of New York City. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, it does smell better in the winter, but yeah. Um I was just very confused, like, were they rich or not rich? Yeah. The the families were not really well developed. Like, the grandfather was kind of just there for a plot point. Like, sometimes he was her best Correct. friend, and sometimes he was, like, causing the drama that made the plot progress or not progress. Mm-hmm. Um, the I'm aunt also was such just, a strange character. Yeah, aunt. Um, I, I'm also just a little bit, like over the quirky girl who bakes and has never been kissed and like the cool brooding misunderstood rich right. boy like very it's pretty much a uh, manic pixie dream girl yeah, kind of one. thing um also you were saying like the epistolary thing didn't always make sense i thought mm-hmm. that translated okay but like the book magic didn't make sense as a movie mm-hmm. i think in a book you you're you can be willing to like suspend your disbelief a little bit for like the aunt who's like named after a book character and is kind of just comes in at the right time or like the friends all being in one place when he needs them yeah or like the tree that had ornaments from their whole story like their whole like love story like that works in a book because you kind of like just go well it's a book like obviously they wrote it this way for a book as a movie it that's trying to be realistic I had and a like really when they hunted down the, the name on the boot and all that stuff, it had that Cinderella vibe. Like, that works as a book. Yeah. Because it's in a book, it's meant to be a little bit fantastical. Yeah, just from the beginning for me, yeah. Finding that book and ending up singing, singing in a bookstore when the person who you're singing for isn't there, it was just a very strange setup to me. I like even the ex that ends up like helping him. Yeah. Even though she wants to get back together with him, and then she ends up with his best friend, spoiler alert. Yeah. Like, I was going to say, the, the best character is the pizza the pizza uh, shop black but even best he, friend. Even he's just um, like black best friend. He doesn't have a lot of oh, yeah, motivations no. at all. No, I agree. Um, My biggest complaint is at the uh-huh. very end, and I'll get to it in a second. Sure. But... One of I don't want to get into a lot of the plot specifics yeah. because most people probably have not watched it. But why did the Hala back boy scene exist at all? And I assume that's the scene you wanted to talk about—the rave. Yes, right, right. The Hala, the right? Jewish they were rave. the Jewish. Yeah. So 
at some point, I guess, in one of her notes, she it's hints... It's a dare. It's a book of dares. See, I, I can't, didn't even follow that, really. Right. Book of dares. She seemed to insinuate that she was socially anxious, I guess, or he picked up on that. So he decides that I need to get you out of your shell... And I'm going to send you to like a, an underground you, after hours. A 16 year old girl alone in right. New York City. Uh, an underground after hours nightclub esque place. And this is like episode three. Like she didn't even know him. Correct. Or yeah. And and I'm just like, oh, so this is when they're actually going to meet in person. He's going to be there at the door and bring her into this party. Or at least be like watching from the other side of the room, so like he knows she's okay. You know what I mean? Like right. Secretly watching her. But no, he is not present in any way, shape, or form. The only people that know him there are the performers on stage, who are somehow supposed to keep an eye out for her as yeah. well as performing. Right. And it's all a big um, ruse. a ruse to get her to bump into a, a terrible character who who ends up having a lot to do in the end game. But it was like, yeah, talk about like a but dangerous then she meets the other dare. Guy in the park, anyways. Like Correct. there's no reason for that no. scene, um, other than to maybe. Yeah, it's like, oh, her. now let's cut away. Remember what happened to me in middle school? Is a very weird episode. My biggest issue. Move to Fiji. Good yes. lord. The, the stakes that they put to 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 make her have so hard decisions at the end. She's a senior Good in high lord. school, I think, right? Yeah. So her, she finds out that her family is like moving to Fiji because her dad moves around a lot. No, her dad lost her job. They were on the verge of losing everything, but he got a job offer in Fiji. Right. Talk about like a, a, a prayer and an a being up. answered. Yeah, seriously. Um, so she has what five months left yeah. of high school before she can go to any college that she wants to go right. to in any city and she's like i can't go to fiji for five months are you fucking kidding me oh and all God. expenses paid trip to fiji for five months if you're gonna sit alone and read a book you might as well do it in fucking fiji this coming from a woman who literally put together a business plan with a, with a taxi driver on our way out of Fiji. We, we could have been this story. We were going to run his cafe for his tour business. Yep. I have his email you still somewhere. You were going to bake his cookies. Yeah. That's it's not, not an innuendo. No. Um, okay. Are we able to move on? Yes. Okay. Um, Next. So the other one that we just started watching, so we don't have a ton to say about it yeah. yet, is um, Home for Christmas, Christmas, the Norwegian one. Yeah. I really liked the first episode. You were paying more attention than I was, admittedly. Mm-hmm. Um, it is in translate or um, it's in the original Norwegian, right. so you have to read the, the subtitles. subtitles, which I admittedly was not paying a ton of attention to today. Yeah, I find Norwegian weirdly pleasant to listen to. I think because mm-hmm. I really liked Scam, yeah. which we never went back and fully watched. Um, Get that on a streaming service. Come on. Um, but yeah, it had a lot of funny parts. It yeah. was like a, a quirky sense of humor that I enjoyed. Right. And I like think... the jokes, and if they were, if it was being read in English, maybe it wouldn't be funny. But it's something about the sort of lost in translation, and like the that. delivery of the yeah. jokes is very dead. The main character just seems delightful. Like just hearing you describe that book that you had the, that horrible experience with, like whoever thought that would be like a, an endearing protagonist. Whereas yeah. here, I spent twenty two minutes with a person, and within like five minutes, I was like, I'm rooting for her. Yeah, she's. I wanted to be happy. Yeah, I was impressed with the first episode because I feel like. There's a different one we'll get to shortly where, like, the main character, like, kind of seems to hate her family. Mm-hmm. Like, she loves her family, but, like, she seems to hate being around them. Yeah. Whereas this character seems to really love a lot of things about her life and loves her family and just yeah. gets frustrated when they focus on her love life, which seems more realistic. Yeah. Like, 
it's it just makes her more endearing because you're like oh she actually is a really good aunt to all of her like nieces yeah. and nephews and she is a really good family member and she has these good friends yeah um like her friends were good and there's just like this one aspect of her life that she's struggling with yeah. where other shows i think they need to make the character like a train wreck yeah um the book the train wreck right. the other movie we're going to talk a little bit about made the character like a train wreck whereas this she like seems a few a very put together human being right. seems like i'd want to be friends with her yeah but she just can't get a date for whatever reason. There's only so. two seasons, six episodes each. So I say let's nice. finish it before Christmas. Then okay. that'll be our show this week. So those are the two, like, I think TV shows. Episodic. Yeah, more yeah. episodic ones. Um, then I, I think th- we should do kind of more big budgeted movies. Okay. And then the crap pile sure. after that. Um, oh, one other one that was episodic mm-hmm. as well. The Great British Bake Off Holiday Edition. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just finished, we're like a couple seasons behind of the regular Great British Bake Off. It's like one it's fucking point, like 14 different iterations of it on Netflix. very confusing. But there's, and none of them are called Great British Bake Off, no, ironically enough. There's, um, Great British Bake Off Holiday, though, is like one-offs where it's almost like an all-star kind of thing. Yeah. Except for one show, which yeah. they must have got paid good money to do. Yeah. But the, it is, uh, the cast of Dairy Girls, right. the... We need um, more celebrity bake off. Clearly, the Netflix show that you can't stand yeah. that I think is weird but funny. Mm-hmm. Um, the main cast, like the five or six of them, um, five I think, yeah, went on as the contestants. Yeah, uh, fucking hilarious. One of the funniest things I've watched in a long time. You have a tendency to watch like try and find comedians on Correct. Netflix or YouTube, and yep. like ninety five percent of them are pretty bad. Yep. This was easily the funniest thing I've watched this year. It was pretty funny. Yeah. They had just the right amount of, like, general baking knowledge. Like, they didn't... Like, not everything was a disaster. But, I mean, it's a hard enough show that, yeah, even a good baker is going to screw up. And, and I was reading an article about, like, all the hoops you have to jump through to yeah. um, audition and, like, get chosen for the real version of the show. Yeah. So watching people... Like, one of them had said she literally never baked a cake before. Yeah. And, like, watching them not only try to, like... <clears throat> bake something nice but then like decorate it nice i just related a lot to it it had like that vibe of nailed it or those other types of shows mm-hmm. um but with like the charm of great british bake-off and right. the judges and like the weird like irish sense of humor that they all brought to it yeah it was just fantastic and yeah. you've never even seen dairy girls no i was not interested to watch them bake at all and i laughed quite a bit as well. but i think you also made the point that like they have really good comedic timing because they are like actor, actors, right. actresses, comedians. So like they had just the right balance of like they weren't very good at what they were doing, but they are good at like being on TV and like like comedic timing. Yeah. Uh, Once just, you get to the showstopper at the end, the showstopper where they tell people to symbolize to build a, a representation game. of the happiest. <laughs> dead parents it was so funny you had to be there so yeah it's um, worth the 42 minutes of your time away. so even if you don't really watch great british bake-off yeah. even if you've never seen dairy girls find the dairy girls uh one single episode 40 yeah. whatever 49 minutes of your mm-hmm. life or whatever of great british bake-off holiday edition okay very much worth a watch want to movies now Yes, the first one that we watched was Holland. There must be a lot of movies if you said we have 18 things. The first one that we watched, we're going to go for like, I think we're going to go for like big budget adult ones. Correct. Um, And then maybe like bigger budget children's ones. Sure. And then we'll go on to like the shitty Trash, ones. Yeah. yeah. So Holidate, the Holidate. Holidate, yeah. Um, It was, this was one of the first ones we watched. It was with, um, 
what's her face emma roberts right and a voice dubber for chris hemsworth is how i would describe it like the long lost hemsworth brother right um this one was better than I expected in a slightly disappointing way. Was I drunk way? when I watched it? I just have like this vision of it being very Fuzzy hazy memories. in me. Yeah. yeah. I think we've just watched so many that are similar at this point. Weird. Um, so this movie is uh, basically just a series of meet-cutes. Right. But she... It's well-paced. It's very, very fast-paced. Similar to the Home for the Holidays plot. Like, she is like the one sibling that's not married or doesn't have a serious boyfriend or whatever but she kind of like hates everyone in her family and is kind of a wreck a train wreck um so she has a meet cute with her Her family was terrible she has like a meet cute with this guy who has a similar situation returning a christmas gift because it starts at christmas yeah Yeah. starts and almost ends at christmas so they decide that they're going to just be like um their like friends plus ones yeah 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 like a permanent plus one kind of thing so anytime that they have a holiday hence the holidays but as you point out like the entire ruse of the movie is that there is a holiday every month that you need to have a plus one for which is only true like three or four times so you have like christmas new year's Year's, valentine's Valentine's day Day. sure and then with you there like saint patrick's Patrick's day Day. and then when you get to cinco de mayo cinco de mayo fourth of july July maybe yeah fucking flag day what was the june one was there oh a wedding maybe yeah um anyway so yeah they they start to run a little bit thin on the what they gimmick yeah what they call a holiday um, but yeah, I think the pacing was pretty good. Like they the, they get a little bit gimmicky with the holidays, and then the plot like ramps up. Yeah. So then once that kind of holiday thing kind of runs its course, yeah, um, they start to ramp up the plot of like the, the will romantic they won't, the will they sure. won't they, and like the series of it's quite raunchy movie, right? Decently raunchy, yeah. yeah. Um, Kristen Chenoweth is in it, looking a little bit old. Oh yeah. Mostly just because we we did our Thanksgiving tradition of watching the Pie Maker show. Yes. Um, Pushing Daisies, where yeah. she's, like, in her prime. Right. And then going back-to-back with this was like, oof, she's aged. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I, I thought it was actually cute. Um, I liked, I mean, I, I like a... Funny bits. I like a cute, rugged British or Aussie accent on a man. Yeah. Um. So I, I was attracted to, like, the main guy. Like, I bought into it, and they were both, like... They definitely had good chemistry. Yeah. Um, the, the two main characters. Sure. Uh, I was expecting it to be shittier than it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was pleasantly surprised that it was like a legit movie with real it's pacing. A fair, and like fair analysis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed it. I think it's not like, doesn't scream Christmas. Like it yeah. um, starts off a little bit Christmassy. Um, right. I feel like I'm going to skip ahead a little bit and go into a similar one that we watched just last night. Okay. So... What did we watch last night? I'm um, hazy on that as well. Oh, goodness. <laughs> what is in your tea? Um, so the holiday we were saying, like, kind of starts and ends at Christmas, but yeah. there's a lot of, like, other plot in between that's not very Christmassy. There's two other movies on my list that are similar to that. Uh-huh. Um, old, both older, like, backlist movies. Yep. You don't remember what we watched last night? <sighs> we paid, like, two ninety. Oh, yeah. No, it. I thought we were going to save that. Oh, but it's, we watched it because it was Christmas related. Do you want to yeah, save it? Yeah, that's fine. No, we can talk about it. Um, so we watched Bridget Jones' Diary. Yeah. I, you were looking for like kind of a short book. And for some reason we ended up with you reading Bridget Jones' Diary yeah. recently. I mostly suggested it as a joke. Um, yeah. Because you have a 
Well, I didn't realize there was such a food and weight loss aspect I was going to say, you have like a soft spot for like um, weight loss journeys in books, I would say, Mm -hmm. which is, I think, why I originally suggested it to you. And then you ended up really enjoying the book more than I I did. I think I gave it a B or something. There were certain parts that that didn't work for me. Um, I kind of wish it didn't have to be the millionth Pride and Prejudice retelling in some very, you know, muted form. Uh, I was really hoping that the, one of the characters having Darcy in the name like was just a random a red thing. Herring or, yeah, yeah. Um, which gets into some of my issues with the movie. But yeah, the book's really funny. I see why it kind of took off in that whole kind of generation of chiclet. Um, so yeah. But the movie, not so much. No. It's one of those times where I think they let the author have too much input or trusted the source material too much because like they abandoned the whole diary format they did voiceover sometimes sometimes not sometimes cared about her weight sometimes didn't the friends who like all had very clear voices in the book and lots of scenes in the book they have like three scenes and they're just like each each friend gets a line and that's it yeah that's Um, one amalgamation of a friend yeah hugh is like it, that should have been a really good character for him to work with, and there like kind of was nothing there. I think they just no relied... chemistry between her and any of I them. I was gonna say I think they relied too much on the big names and yeah. didn't actually like give it much of a plot or character development or anything. Like they were just like, look how quirky it's gonna be to put three these three actors together, right. and it yeah. Um, it's about how how I remember it being actually. Yeah. Um, and I remembered it being more Christmassy, and it's not that Christmassy. So no, my bad. That's okay. Um, the other backlist one that we watched before Thanksgiving actually was um, when Harry met Sally. Yeah, um, the holiday reminded me of that in some ways, where like they're pretending to be platonic, but then there's a lot of chemistry. Cut, edited, yeah. Um, obviously, when Harry met Sally is a better, more classic movie than mm-hmm. Holiday on Netflix. Yeah, but um, that was one you had never seen or never seen it. No, in didn't know what I was getting into. With these old movies, like, things like Big, things like Top Gun, I have these things built up in my mind, and then I watch them and I'm like, oh, that's all that is? Um, so yeah, this one was, it was an interesting character study, I guess. You kind of knew where it was heading. Um, Billy Crystal, I was, like, really concerned about him being, like, a leading man, because I picture him as the Oscars host as an older guy making bad jokes. Or, like, Blazing yeah. That sounds right, but that's not. I'm like, not the one to answer. It's like that. old school comedy, like Bill Murray kind of old yeah. school comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, He's but yeah, it, he, yeah, he won me over in it. Yeah. All right. So back to other big budget movies. Um, yeah. Bad Moms Christmas. Bad Moms Christmas. Yeah. That was enjoyable. I think this would be one of my top picks from this list. It would. I think it would top like four Christmases for me. Yeah, that's one that like you four watch. Christmases. There's a couple scenes where I would sit down and watch them every every holiday season. But that's what Peacock starting, really needs. Yeah, they need just the a best Christmas scenes, scenes from you know. best scenes from mm. Christmas movies, um, where you would show like just specific scenes from Elf right. and from Santa Claus and from whatever without having yeah. to sit through the whole movie. The the church service scene that's one of the fun I, I remember singing in theaters and that baby just, we still say that yeah. on occasion. <laughs> um so yeah bad mom's christmas i think it's like i think it hit the nail on the head in terms of like you know making fun of christmasy stuff working in a sweet family storyline that has ups and downs and kind of weaving that all together i struggled with the amount of plot i wish there was mm-hmm. either a little bit more or a little bit less because they do three plots really for each of the three yeah. moms yeah 
they try to have some extra plots um and i just wish that they i don't know i struggled a, a little bit with the plot yeah um, or plots that they tried to balance and i don't think they did a great right, job i, I kind of just wanted it. to be like let's keep just getting the three of them in scenes to, yes, there to do their enough, banter like, ridiculous and stuff. scenes yeah. of the three of them they kind of split them a little too much which makes sense for, for a follow-up you can't have sure. all the same gags but the first one is very clearly like let's fuck with these expectations that we have as moms this one like started off as that yeah and then ended up being more of like a generational rivalry situation right and really really ended up kind of skewing away from just this straight like there's too much expectations on mom's plot yeah and i wish there had just been more of that yeah i don't know um although christine bransky was was excellent as the yeah as the mom um and Susan Sarandon was, this is like literally the sequel to Bull Durham. That was what you said, which is pretty funny, yeah. Um, so that was like the other like more big budgety one. Um, Last Christmas, this was a, this was wow. the um, prize for Emily King. There you go, Emily. Thank you. Um, so Last Christmas, I picked this one off of her list of options for us. Uh-huh. We did start watching the Julie and the Phantoms one too. Yeah, I like I liked that. I um, want to go back to that. So we can go back to that one once we're done we with all this Christmas, Christmas stuff. stuff yeah. But, um... Last Christmas, I chose to watch that one because I knew the you gimmick and you did it. You were planning a game against me yes. all night. Um, it's very rude. I remember it being a big deal last year. I think it was actually mm. released in theaters last year. I think so, yeah. Um, and, I mean, they had to try and recoup that money they got. They paid to George Michael for every single one of his songs. Right. Good so Lord. the way it must have gone down is they were, like, making the initial music calls for this movie. And they were like... We want to open with, well, it's called Last Christmas, so we need Last Christmas. Mm -hmm. And whoever owns George Michael's discography said, yeah, I'll give it to you, but you play every song of his. And I need... The deep cuts of songs I've never even heard of. Um, And I need Emma Thompson to put on an Eastern European accent. That's the only way you can have the catalog of music. Um, I... I think this was like an SNL sketch that they really pulled out to a movie. Yeah. Like I don't I don't want to spoil it for the people. So if you haven't <laughs> seen it, there's a very big spoiler that will ruin the whole movie for you. But surely somebody was sitting there being like, "What if Last Christmas the song was literal? Last Christmas right. I gave you my heart." And and, right. then and they halfway ran through with the movie, hours. I called out. I was like, Are, "They're not hinting at this. That would be the most stupid thing to ever happen in a movie." And, and of I course, I was proven right. Didn't really like confirm or deny because yeah. I didn't want to ruin it. No, for you me. denied and you lied to me. I didn't say no. That's false. You're dumb. I was just like, oh, ha ha ha. Um, hmm. So, uh, yeah, I just thought the character herself was okay. Like, yeah. trying to see her journeys, and there were definitely some sweet scenes, especially yeah. with like the homeless shelter. And I'm gonna say the end of the movie was quite nice. That nice last single yeah, scene. Yeah, the, the, there were some really nice scenes in it. Mm-hmm. Overall, as a movie, there were a lot of plot points that didn't make a lot of sense. The yeah. apartment thing was the especially weirdest Correct. one. Like, the bench could make sense. The homeless shelter could make sense. Yeah. The store could make sense. The apartment. Did not make a lot of sense. No. Um, but we definitely had different experiences because I knew what the twist was and you didn't. So I was watching it being like, huh. And yeah. I was like looking out for certain things and you were just like watching it as a straight the rom-com. The immigrant storyline, yeah. The immigrant storyline was was strange. Um, the, lesbian whole, the, story, yeah. the Asian um, shop. Santa, yeah. Who's the lesbians? 
the sister, the whole right. outing thing. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, um, it's like you didn't even watch it. And the sister was from something, wasn't she? Didn't we decide this? I didn't this? recognize her. She reminded me of the sister from Fleabag, but I don't really know if she was. Um, very odd movie. Yeah. I'm kind of neutral on it. I didn't hate yeah. it, but I would Never not go rewatch back. it. No. no. It was worth it just to watch you, your reaction once they, oh, no. once they played out the gimmick. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth it for me. Um, it's not Harry Shum. That's not his name. That's the Glee oh, kid. That's the Glee kid. This was Henry Golding from Crazy Rich right. Asians. And also his mom from Crazy Rich Asians. Correct. Right? If, if we're wrong, then we're very racist. No, it's definitely someone from Crazy Rich Asians. I yeah. just don't remember which, which character the um, shopkeeper was. All right, I think that's it for like big budget. I think that's what I remember. Real yeah. life ones. I wanted to talk about some of the kids ones that we watched real quick. Sure. Um, Klaus did not enjoy. Oh fuck yeah! I really, I only watched sixty five percent, so I won't comment too much. But. I am a fan of like the old claymation ones, like Year yeah. Without a Santa Claus, the story of Santa Claus. Not even like Rudolph and Frosty as much, but like Jack Frost, the story yeah. of Santa Claus. Like some of the slightly more obscure when ones. When I Google this movie, everyone demything as if that's a common word. It's more of like an origin story kind of thing. A re-origin story, because there is yeah. an origin story of Santa Correct. Claus and this is not it. Um, yeah. I did not enjoy it. The yeah. the main character um, oh. didn't really do it for Again, me. Talk he was about, really like, unlikable. It's not that hard to make a likable main character. Yeah, really be. unlikable. Um, it was very obvious that, that the, the twist was going to be they found out that he like didn't want to stay or whatever, yeah. that he had ulterior motives. Like The actual town didn't make a lot of sense of no, like, the rivalry why there was this the... rivalry. And it seemed kind of unnecessary. You could have just made it an unhappy town. You didn't have right. to have this weird rivalry with the chase scene. Like It seemed unnecessary. No. The romance... Um, Seemed the a little humor bit unnecessary. just didn't really line the up with the theme of the movie. It yeah. just didn't land. Strange. Like the, I liked the animation style, actually. I found the animation yeah. style interesting. The plot and the characterization did not do it for me. I just wanted like a cutesy background movie, and that yeah. was not it. Um, Littlest Reindeer, also a fail. This is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Elliot, the Littlest Reindeer. It's like someone went... Oh, yeah. I caught the last 15 minutes of this one. Someone went, you know what would make Christmas more magical? Doping scandals for reindeer. It was very strange. It was was three different movies in one. It was like that Hallmark movie where, like, someone evil wants to buy the family farm that's struggling. They had that plot line to it. There was, like, the you can achieve anything plotline where like a mini horse wanted to be one of Santa's reindeer. Yeah. And then there was a whole doping scandal with the reindeer that eating too many magic cookies. And then there was like the evil elf who was trying to get yeah. rid of the reindeer. Then there was like a re- investigative journalist who got helped by a goat. Uh, it was just it Sounds like much. it needs to lead us into Blizzard, which uh, is in the kids category as well. Or the trash category. I don't know what it is. Both. Um, so again. Can I, can yeah, I just ahead. say one yeah. more thing before we lead sure. into that? Yes, that is a good lead in. Um, I, against my better judgment, watched the new Grinch that we made fun of a lot The Matthew year. Morrison one? My last note on here is you could not pay me to watch Musical Grinch with Matthew Morrison. No. I just love the headlines that are like, some families are unnerved by Matthew Morrison's sexual movements as Grinch. They thought his dance moves were you too sexual. You could not pay me to watch Matthew Morrison dance Saw the headline, ever again. Didn't Never mind it. with green, hairy Grinch makeup on. You watched um, the Cumberbitch one. Yes. I made fun of it a lot last year. It's actually pretty cute. It's okay. I would say it landed in between the original like 20, 
six minute one yeah. and like the Jim Carrey one, which just goes off the rails. Um, so I would say, I think it would, it would be a good like kids background one. Like I would sure. watch it again. I liked the animation style of it. It yeah. felt very susical. And the they added just enough extra plot to like make it a full length feature film sure. without going the whole Jim Carrey route of like this whole ridiculous backstory. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I would just like to read out my notes for on Blizzard, Blizzard. <laughs> and then I'm gonna let you do the rest of the talk. Blizzard is a real movie, but we found it on the again the Samsung free TV, for which is record, like not real. TV. We were watching like a bad Christmas movie, and you were like, "Let's put on this one instead," and it was infinitely worse than the original one we were watching yeah um my only note that i wrote for this are you ready for it sure what does lavar burton have on Whoopi goldberg <laughs> that's my only note right so from all all accounts this is a like a hundred percent lavar burton production i don't know how many productions he's had since this may be playing a factor in that decision but he got a few big names to voice characters i think and Whoopi goldberg is the the right underdog here. reindeer. What's Blizzard is her name. Yeah. You need to sit a little bit closer to the mic. Um so the the movie begins in present day, I think. I was lost by minute two. Like nineties present. I think day. the name was Robert and Bobby. The dad's name is Robert. <laughs> and the girl is saying Bobby's gone. But the dad is right. There. We don't know. We don't know who Bobby is no. and why she's sad. The mom is upset because the girl is upset. The girl's saying Bobby's gone. So but Robert, weird. the dad, is right there. It's not the dad. It's the stepdad, isn't it? No, biological dad. Are you sure? Robbie is a friend because from the aunt school. No, who the who Robert was? I think he was a stepdad. Bobby is the friend from school. <laughs> so the aunt shows up from Africa. She's white with an Australian accent. She shows up. Starts telling a story that is about a girl who gets drafted by a Russian figure skater who's at a local skating Correct. rink in the middle of, like, Detroit? Where are they supposed to be? Uh, like, just a sad factory town. Yeah. Um, and then you... So, so this I mean, random, there is an ice skating element, which is kind of fun to this movie, but yeah. It's going to connect to our next movie, let me tell you. Right. Um, <laughs> another one that you made me watch. So... Mm. So there's this ice skating story where you're like, okay, this is kind of just like a sad, industrialized, um, poor girl yeah. storyline. And then you cut to Santa's workshop. I guess and so. And the reindeer and the evil elf named Archimedes. Yes, the bird. The bird man. Um, and then you cut back to kind the... Kind of like a sad factory North Pole, now that I think of it. Is that supposed to be the... Connection? Connection? It reminded me the most of um, either A Princess Bride or The NeverEnding Story. That same vibe yeah. of like this this like fourth wall storytelling element where like they cut right. back and forth of like the, like the narrator is a character. Yeah. Um, it did not work for this movie. No. It was bad. No. Um, they basically, I think you said it had two different movies. They had a story about a reindeer yeah. and a story about <laughs> a girl and a Russian figure skating coach. And LeVar was like, squish him. And Lavar was I like, do this it. would be really great if we squished them together. And not only made that the only storyline, that is all a story within a story. Correct. About Katie. And, and yeah, I mean, talk about breaking the fourth wall. Like they, they cut back 
to the aunt story a couple times, and the and the daughter's like, "What the fuck does this have to do about me missing Bobby?" And spoiler alert, nothing. nothing. There is a connection of why the aunt is telling the story. A very long, distracting story to say that shut the fuck up with your whining because your life's not so bad. Correct. Um, not good. Not worth watching. Wow. Google the plot just for fun. Wow. Um, but God, and the special movie. effects too. Oof, the reindeer flying. They yeah. were brutal. Okay, so now you're going to talk about... I'm just, I'll just introduce this one. Okay. There's a countdown on our Disney Plus. I think I can count on one hand the times we've used Disney Plus. Hamilton. Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Johnny Tsunami. Johnny Tsunami, 13th year we watched. Yeah. Um, and we watched Hercules, I think. Yes. The night that the mice got into the, the house. I'll always remember. Um, so this would have been the sixth time. The movie was called On Edge Skating. Go oh, figure. Go figure. Which it claimed was a Disney Channel original movie, and I had added it to my watch list because I was like, I don't remember this one, an ice skating one. It was clearly like a rough draft for Genius, and then they're like, we're going to make Genius the ice instead. Princess one. You I know, never with, saw that, yeah. With the one. You never saw it? Mm-mm. We should watch that one sometime. Okay. I think it's um, uh, Ember the, Sp- the Spy. What's her name? Hmm? Harriet the Spy. Yeah, I think it's that same person. Got it. The yeah. same actress, um, who did go, who did um, Prince the Ice Princess. Okay. This the one, isn't that? You've Are you trying to say one. Kim Possible? No, different. Kim. Oh, okay. The one where she's in a coma. No idea. I need to look up the movie about okay. where she's in a coma. Let's talk about Go Figure. You talk about it for a minute, and I have a lot of notes for this. But you talk about it for a minute. I want to, I want to Google this one with the girls. So in a Go coma. Figure. Again, as a a Russian at a rink uh, recruiting a young girl, which I guess was like just being bandied about writing rooms, you know, circa a decade ago. Um, and there's some sort of situation with her trying to get Ice into... Angel is the one I was thinking Ice that has Angel. Tara Lipinski in it. Oh, okay. And it has... Um, this is the one I'm thinking of. Ice Princess is a different one. Ice Angel. Let me just tell, let me just cut in sure. for a second. Yeah. Ice Angel is this film tells the story of Matt Clark, a male hockey player who dies in a game due to an accident mm. um, that caused the hockey player to die when he was trying to get to a choking man. As four days have passed, where Matt has been pronounced dead, cremated, and buried on national television, the Angel Allen is instructed by his boss to put Matt in a suitable body. Matt comes back to life as Sarah Bryan, a female figure skater who fell into a coma and just passed into heaven. Both share the dream of competing in the Winter Olympics. The male wow. hockey player specified that if he returned to Earth, he wanted to have a chance to win an Olympic gold medal on ice, leaving out the detail that he wanted to be on the hockey team. With time running short, Matt and Sarah's body has to get skating lessons from Sarah's one-time rival, Tara Lipinski, if he wishes to earn the gold. That sounds amazing. It also sounds like a three-and-a-half-hour movie. It's t- 99 minutes. Wow, that's a tight Released movie. Released the year 2000. Um, it sounds a little bit like there's a sequel to Angels in the Outfield, Angels in the End Zone, which is pretty bad. Um, Ice Princess is a different one, which okay. we can all... That does have Michelle Trachtenberg, though. I was right about okay. Ice Princess. has John, C- John Cusack and Michelle Trachtenberg, so we can watch that one. So our prag- pro- protagonist in Go Figure is trying to get into high school, I guess? And in order to get to the school she wants to go to, her figure skating coach says you have to get a scholarship and to get a scholarship you have no, to play to ice hockey coached by the the figure skating coach only coaches at this school got it so she wants to be so she needs coach. a scholarship to go there and in order to get the scholarship she has to play 
on the women's ice hockey team. Uh, a skill which she picks up quite quickly. Or actually, not really. She's quite a crummy player for almost the entire season. My base note is she would ruin her skating, her figure skating technique trying to learn to hockey skate. Also, she would have gotten hurt. Yeah. And no real skating coach would ever want someone to learn hockey skates if they were a figure skater. Right. The skates, not to get all scientific or like yeah. up on my ice skating horse, up on my high horse about ice skating, mm-hmm. um, figure skates have... have two blades two edges they have a flat blade with two edges mm-hmm. hockey skates have like a triangle like a pointy blade with one edge right so much of figure skating is using your edges you would just completely ruin anything you've ever learned trying to hockey skate i have right. so many feelings about that and also, let's just get to the last scene but the girls hockey yeah. team was so bad how are they Correct. giving out scholarships when they lose all the time <laughs> well that feeds into the fact that at the end they're like in a in like a loser's bracket playoff match i assume and of course there's a dilemma between choosing between hockey and figure skating time come on girl pick the one that you're actually good at and she's also been training her entire life for this and she's been on hockey team for like two seconds so of course they they come up with a a crazy plan to get her to do both her team could possibly win without her she cannot win without herself Figure skating is a one-person sport. If she doesn't compete, she can't go to the Olympics. So, yes, very contrived uh, situation, which ends with her trying to do a figure skating routine with hockey skates. Immersively, the, whatever experts they had on set were like, that's not going to work. So they have her fall and start but again with She would skates. not have any muscles. I don't care what skates she no, has. No, she had just she skated three a three periods full, of a hockey yeah. match. She would not be able to do any sort of jumps. How did she change clothes and skates that fast? Yeah. Also, the judges are like, this isn't allowed. And everyone just claps and like, just getting you can skate. Yeah. That's not, you, right. you, you has, don't decide it by it had like the It had like the the story magic of, of Blades of Glory, but t- tried to be taken quite seriously. And then there was like that <laughs> other girl like this kind of oh, side yeah. plot who f- just like quit skating before she even skates her routine. Yes. The girl who was just like, what am I even going to do after Wait, my life? What mo- which of the movies had them at a pond and one of them almost Blizzard. got... That was Blizzard where there was like almost a murder in the woods. Okay, just checking. Yeah, the hobo. Why the hobo, hobo just there? a random job. Labar was like, get, get that hobo. Okay, um, Next. My only other comment was that it reminded me of spinning out because the mom was like yeah. a failed figure yeah. skater, but in less of a terrible, less terrible of a family, traumatic yeah. way. Um, yeah, just not a good movie and a lot of no. inconsistencies as someone who has taken ice skating lessons. Um, With C.S. Cat, friend of the show. Yes, friend of the show. Um, the rest of the ones we have are pretty bad. Okay. I'm going to go through like my DNFs. We're about on track here. We got. Yeah, we, yeah, um, we started to try and watch a Royal Christmas Ball the other day. Um for like 10 yes, minutes. The Tara you still Reed don't know who Tara one. Reed is. No. Um, she has not learned acting as she's aged, so just give that one a pass. Yeah. Um, which other Christmas with a view? Yeah, no, we need to we I can do 10 <laughs> minutes on this one. <laughs> I wrote, Christmas with a my view. My two notes are full 34 seconds of driving you come <laughs> Right, I'm the type of person, we talk often on this podcast about things that I don't notice about movies and TV. Like, like music, you music never is the notice the background no. music. And I'm not normally someone who could tell you if a director was good or bad or in the middle. The director for this movie... <laughs> Did they even have a director? I, maybe they had like a runtime that they had to meet. Uh, that's what I think, they had about 40 minutes of plot. But, yeah, like, like about like the fourth or fifth scene into the movie, there's this, there's this cut. I'd love to hear a director's 
uh, commentary because I'd want to know what they what they would talk about during this cut. There's a cut of someone leaving a restaurant and going to another restaurant, I think, and it's no joke. Um, what thirty four seconds? You clocked you it at thirty four seconds. He's driving a Tesla. I doubt that Tesla like sponsored it, but I think they wanted to point out that he was like rich and owned a Tesla. But you see him get into his car. You see him drive away from the first restaurant, like until the car is out you of follow view. Follow the full drive to get, get to the a, next place. Wow, it is something to behold. And also, like spinning out, there's way too many driving scenes in that show. Yeah, correct. But this one, it just seemed like either they had no editor, yeah, like film editor. Or they just, like, really needed to pad out that lack of plot. Because yeah. it's like she works at a restaurant and there's a famous chef. And then they kind of argue and then they fall in love. And that's the right. whole fucking movie. I got excited by this one because it, it stars... Um, what's her name? Oh, wait. No, I'm confusing a couple of movies now. Which one they had? We're going to get to that one after. What was that one? We're getting... I <laughs> oh, yeah, have it. Okay. We're going to get to that one after. This, this one, one did have a person that I recognized. Yeah, yeah. She was from Spinning Out. Right, the the Johnny Weir's the slightly evil one. Yeah, 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 less attractive okay. in this movie. Yeah. Um, the weird like B plot in this was that he had a photo yeah, of his. He had a photo of his parents. <laughs> oh, no, could I describe up? this, please? <laughs> okay, we need to set the stage a little bit. So the woman, the female part, the female part is led by the manager of the restaurant. She's kind of like second in command. Of a resort a, resort in Colorado or she, Utah? Yeah, and she was a cook and now it just manages? She went to Chicago to open her own restaurant and failed. She came back. That's her plot. Sure. They uh, are, at the beginning of the movie, they're watching a Food Network-esque show with celebrity chefs. And one chef wins and what do you know, he shows up at their resort restaurant like the next day. To be their new chef. Her boss, yeah, announces that this celebrity chef, and for some the reason... Sketchy, the sketchy boss? Correct, yeah. yeah. He announces that this celebrity chef has decided to come to their middle-range bistro sure. uh, to work full-time. Um, but he has, coming, he yeah. has motivation. And you get hints of this, because when he shows up at the resort, he checks in, he removes a photo of two people who, at first, I thought were like five and seven years old <laughs> because of the way it was shot. <laughs> Again, director issue. Later on, you find out these are two people on a honeymoon. This is critical. And he holds it up in front of a very mediocre Christmas tree. Yeah. And then just like shakes his head and looks and sad. And shakes his head and looks sad and puts it away. Then he goes to the secondary resort where you get a the lot of quality, resort. a lot of quality screen time with the dad from step by step and just a lot of exposition like we're gonna dump all this plot on these old a lot of exposition for people who don't know this person and he's invited into this like part of their restaurant even the viewer does not know these people there's no introduction to them whatsoever no and both the female lead and the male lead both have separate conversations with this people and they become the matchmaker and they're also involved in like the c plot about selling because their mom and pop place has been Taken over by the big resorts and blah, 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 blah. Right. We need to focus on how this chef chef storyline is wrapped up. His parents. Who have died. They're dead? Yes. Okay. His dead parents. Because you could ask them. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I wouldn't put it past the director to not factor that in. His parents went on their honeymoon 
Presumably they, they lived several years after the honeymoon and had him and could have explained something. Anyways, went on their honeymoon to a ski resort, did not tell their son which ski resort. So in his, with his all winnings. All he has is a picture. All he has is a picture that two of them in front of a tree holding an ornament. And he's decided to use his lifelong earnings to go around to different snow, snowy resorts and see if he can find the right place. Spoiler alert. He finds it. He finds it. And he finds love there as Based well. on an ornament that the, they remember the be- in it's, the it's movie? A traditional, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fantastic scene because he shows the two old people the picture and they go, oh, there's no way we'd be able to match that up at all. You're like, and yes, then, that makes sense. It's a picture like, of a random right, tree right. with two random and people. Like... I don't know. He like. Oh, he talks about Enhanced. the. No, he talks about the pillow. He's like, oh, I saw a pillow over here, and it kind of reminded me of a pillow my and parents like, used to describe. They were like, like, these pillows are pretty and common. Then, and then the woman goes, wait. No, and no, the pillows are common. She goes, no, no, these pillows <laughs> are pretty pillow. common. We'd never. And then she What's said, the plus the whole inn burned down ten years ago, Correct. so we never would have had yeah, the same everything pillows. Everything has been lost. What's the next linchpin to the opening and of the then, chest? And then they talk about um, every year they get. Uh, a guest to hang up to an hang ornament, up ornament and, you're and like, they're like wait a minute let me see that photo right. again so once they remembered a tradition that they do every year there's a specific ornament then they open up a chest a, that's literally in that front of the two of them a polaroid you would never yeah. be able to see that ornament in that picture wow there is the, the side character the friend was actually really funny there were some funny lines in this movie some good chemistry between the two leads I think the writing was actually okay yeah. and the, the wow. filmography was just very bad okay so the other one let me see if I can guess the name it was called Christmas is in the name it is in the name Christmas blank Christmas not a word typically associated with Christmas movies give me one more hint starts with an I oh yeah it was a weird title not incorporated, not... Close. Uh, I don't know what it I is. I I forget. Try again. In... In... In breathing? Inheritance. Inheritance, that's what it was. So this had, has Clark from... <laughs> right. From the 100, which we tried to pick back up and just, no, it's, it's, it's past. And I was, like, really hoping she would just do an Australian accent, because I found out she was from no, Australia. She continues but, to do an American yeah. accent. Who's the guy in it? Isn't he someone? He's from, he had the girls run and the office run. Yes, he yes. Yeah, he's looked so, better. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, we don't go too much into this movie. I think the only real thing to note of this movie is that the main romantic song of the movie that the movie revolves around. <laughs> it brings me so much joy. Is Silent Night? You know exactly what happened. Is that they were like, we have no budget left. Like, last Christmas. Correct. Last Christmas put all of their budget into the George Michael complete catalog. And so they said, okay, we've, we've presented the list of open source public domain Christmas songs. What is the slowest one? Well, it's this recording of Silent Night. romantic one. Silent so, yeah, Night about a mother and a child. This movie culminates with them at a, at a ball and Silent Night comes on and they're like, well, we gotta dance. It to would this. make sense if he lost his mom when he's sing Silent Night to him. The, the story is the story is that his girlfriend broke up with him while Silent Night was playing in the background, and his aunt sings oh, Silent no, Night. I forgot about that part. Right when yes. it comes on, and he starts crying, oh, and they're God. like, 
what is it? It's like my girlfriend then, broke up to me. The <laughs> other, the other ridiculous part is he's like sketching, and she's like, "Wow, that's really good." And it's not, not good at very all. Good it's sketching. like a very no, bad sketch of Santa. It's an amateur artist storyline. Um, yeah. She is meant to be this like heiress who's like a um, like tabloid. It was written like, by someone who's watched a lot of Hallmark movies, but like it didn't actually have the right beats or the yes. right yeah. Um, she's meant to be this like playgirl, like heiress, Paris Hilton, Paris yeah. Hilton esque, except. They picked the wrong actress for that. She yeah, couldn't. She's way she too. She was not believable. Charming. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> she's very girl Wholesome. next door. Yeah. Yeah. She was not believable as like a trashy heiress. No. Um. And therefore, the whole movie didn't work because the Correct. entire movie was supposed to like start with her bad girl. Yeah. Gets her being really out of touch and yeah. a bad girl. Instead, she was just like, "What? What? What do I do without credit cards?" Like she just. <laughs> it made no so sense. Good. It made no like her. It wasn't yeah, her even dad took about people the... sending people to die. <laughs> her dad took away all her money and credit cards, Shuts put her on her a phone. bus, yeah. Sends and her then to a... and intentionally knew that the uncle was not going to meet her there. Yeah, set her up completely to fail, and and go figure that town loses all electricity that night. She yeah. literally could have frozen to death yes. if she had not bumped and she into goes to the... save the homeless man, who which is supposed to be like her character defining moments. Man. Um, yeah, and the boyfriend, like, you're right. It was written by someone who, like, had heard about Hallmark movies yeah. and didn't really know how to write one. Put it together, yeah. Um, that was bad. It's The the description sounded pretty decent. I have right. to say the best description I read was something about, it was like, there's hidden treasure and near-death experiences, but life's tough for a puppeteer. <laughs> that was a different movie. <laughs> different movie. Right. But I, that description was just No, I, I have, when I'm really, really bored, I've, I just browse the Netflix up and coming and... Yeah, the people who write those descriptions, they are having a ball. Um, the one that I would like to talk about We is, only have a couple left, right? We have right? two left. Okay. Um, we did pretty well. The one that I would like to talk about that was um, an accidental one that I watched on Netflix. I, yeah. You watched part of this, and I had a lot of feelings about it. It's called The New York Christmas Wedding. Very, should be a very, and like, standard cookie cutter. the description is, like, a woman about lives in New York. She's um, about to get married, and... Uh, like learns about what her, what her life could have been like if she um, if she stayed with her best friend right. from high so school. So you're thinking it's like a modern uh, it's a wonderful life something like yeah that. um fucking bizarre <laughs> this movie um it was not the worst movie on this list that we've talked about but it was the one that just like really came out of left yeah. field. I for walked me. in at the at the group gay marriage at church ceremony and I was like huh. The I asked you, I was like, what do you think this movie's about? Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it just, it starts off with some really poorly acted scenes of like a woman in New York. She's, we, we find out through a lot of exposition at a very awkward in-law dinner that she like quit her career in finance to like become a vet tech because she like wanted to help animals or make a difference or something. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she's like unhappy with like the family of her fiance because he's like uh he's rich and she's poor kind of thing Mm -hmm. she's from queens and and the mom just does this just drops a lot of exposition like the entire plot basically is just dropped by the mom being like he's the heir of a fortune 500 company like just dropping a lot of this plot right into this conversation so she goes for a run watches someone almost get hit by a car that person turns out to be her guardian angel mm-hmm. who like cryptically tells her that like if she goes to sleep tonight she'll have a chance to to fix things in the morning or something she wakes up um 
I'm sorry, the, it opens opens with yeah. her in a fight with her say, best, you friend get the best friend when she's that. like 15. Gets in a fight with her best friend. What are they fighting about? You never explained to me. Um, they were supposed to like get together for a Christmas tradition okay. because the it wasn't even fighting over a boy or anything. Kind of. The main yeah. character's mom died the previous year, and like the best friend was supposed to come over and like do Christmas God, stuff with her. Like but a, the best friend was with not the boy. as supportive as you, yeah. yeah. The best friend was with a boy instead, so the best friend kind of like chose the boy over her. Um, and you're just like, okay, they got in like a fight, and um. Then she never talked to that friend again. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, no, she, now she spends Christmas alone. And, like, the whole argument with the, the fiancé's parents is that the fiancé's mom wants to do a Christmas wedding. And she's like, you know, I lost my parents around Christmas time. And I had a fight with my best friend. And, like, Christmas is kind of a rough time for me. So you're thinking, like, okay, just, like, Christmas is rough for this person because of her best friend. She goes back in time. She was in love with the best friend all along. It's like a secret gay storyline. Right. So she ends up going back in time. Uh, at this point, you, yeah, even with time travel, <laughs> that was the best line. I tried to describe to you what I thought I was watching, and you were like, pretty much on point, except you missed the time travel. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> So it is meant to be like an alternate universe kind of thing. Not quite sure. as dire as um, Wonderful Life. Wonderful yeah. Life, because it's not that she doesn't exist. Right. It's just that like she goes back in time to... Um, See how to see how her life would have played out if she reconnected with this best friend, childhood best friend of hers. So they're like engaged and in love. Her dad's still alive somehow. They have a dog, and she just kind of like rolls with it. And she like ends up being really happy, like living back in her old neighborhood. And mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of really good like um, actor of color like representation. Like she's like Afro Latinx mm-hmm. um, and gay. And uh, there's like you said this whole kind of beautiful church scene where they convince their priest to like let them get married in the church even though they're gay um because the pope is like you know in support of gay or gay people at this point and um so there's this really beautiful gay marriage plot line and then like spoilers here but then you get to the point where she's like running out of time and she kind of has to decide what she wants to do yeah and the angel goes you know who i am don't i and he's like asriel gabbyson i'm gabby's son who died so, oh god yeah so her best friend part of like her kind of traumatic past is that she gets pregnant from the sketchy dude she was with at the very beginning um and loses the baby uh-huh. um and they kind of were hinting for a while it was like an abortion situation but it turns out he was just stillborn okay. um which is awful anyways but um so this guardian angel we've been following is actually her best friend's like dead baby grown up as an angel to like guide her through her life or something. It makes no sense. I don't know how you find like, these things. Why did they, why did that need to be included? He could have just been a guardian angel. So eventually he goes like, you have to pick. I'll give you one more chance to go back in time. But if you go back too far, I won't exist. And he's like, I'm okay with that for your happiness. But, and then all of a sudden she's like, but what about David? It's like, bitch, you haven't thought about David in an hour. Her, like, fiancé from the first uh-huh. ten minutes of the movie. Wow. So, anyways, it was just bonkers. Not what you um, expected. Not what I expected. And, it, like, it is not the worst movie I've ever seen for sure. But, like, what it said on the label versus what was actually in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, 5% of it was actually, like, what it described. And the rest of it was, like, this secret gay marriage storyline that was Weird. just bizarre. Man, all these movies are blending in for me because I was just like, oh, we still have to talk about the one with Vivica A. Fox as the mom. But no, that was also the the chef one as well. Right! right. And <laughs> Where the races didn't was... match up at all. Yes, because the main 
character is like white and Asian, and yeah. Vivica Fox is like very black. <laughs> and also, she never left that one room. No, she they had her for like twenty five minutes. Yeah. I, I really think it was just at her house, and they just like filmed it. Or one in day her they were room. like, yeah. yeah. Um, What's our last one? I can't even I think just, of what I have one other one, but I, it just okay. reminded me of the other like Christmassy type show that I've been watching is um, Mr. Christmas, Christmas yeah. Home Makeover Christmas Edition or something. Mm-hmm. It's actually like a cute background show if you like like HGTV type shows. Yeah. He goes in and like redecorates their house for Christmas and like they have different like um, wish lists kind of of what, what yeah. they're looking for. The biggest thing we've been watching it is like who is going to do this next year? Right. The like, big drama with uh, Real Extreme House, Makeover House, whatever, is that you don't know who's paying for the house. You don't know who's paying for the insurance and all the loan and everything. In this case, it's a smaller degree, but it's like, yeah, who's cleaning up all this? How, how are they storing all of this after <laughs> Christmas? How, who is going to come back and put it up the next year? But if who you paid like, for all of it in the first place? Yeah, if you like suspend your disbelief a little bit, it's a cute yeah. story. And it definitely has that like extra like family drama and stuff. big pine cones. Big old pine cones. Um, the last one's the one we just watched, honey. We literally just finished it like an hour ago. I do remember that one. Um, which was just meh. Um, the last one we watched was a Christmas movie, Christmas. Yeah. Where where the gimmick is meant to be that like they fall into a Christmas movie. It reminds me of the Rebel Wilson one that I watched on a plane one time. The I forget what it's called. She like yeah. falls into a Trapped romantic in comedy, a, yeah. and she's like aware that she is in a romantic comedy. That yeah. one was much better than this one. And this one, as like in comparison, this one's on Hulu. Clearly, the people who wrote this movie have seen plenty of Hallmark movies. All yeah. the Hallmark, movies. but like too much. Like at first, they're kind of like funny and like satiring yeah. a Christmas movie and then they just go 110% right. hokey. I, I know that like the satire probably couldn't have lasted like the whole 90 minutes but I was hoping for like at least two thirds and it was like one third. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Um, I will say though that I definitely would have been like the sister character. Yeah. Um, there's like there's, there's sisters in it and one of them is the one that's like really gung-ho for Christmas and the other one is just kind of a little bit more cynical. Um, not that I'm not that I'm cynical about Christmas, no. But um, I'm definitely like a side plot kind of girl in like video, video games. games. Right. You're very. If she much got like, to this like magical Christmas town. It was just like I'm just gonna go over here and find something to do. That would have been me. I would have been like, oh look, fudge, and I would have like been wandering <laughs> around, and you would have been like, what's the plot? How do right. we get out of here? Yeah. So it was it was funny. Yeah. Uh, for just thinking of like how we, we would be. We got to see a Disney Channel original movie star all grown up with a receding hairline. Yes, the look of the Irish kid. Yeah. Um. So, Oof. just 90 about minutes 90 on minutes, the dot. 90 minutes wow. even. Um, I was just going to say, like, our, for our up next kind of segment. Sure, I'm exhausted. The, that was a lot. The other ones that we have left, I think, that I'd be interested in watching. I've heard a lot of people talking about the Happiest Season one on Netflix with um, Twilight. Um, What's her face? Yeah. Um, Kristen, Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Um, another, like, uh, LGBT Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. So, I'd be interested in watching that one, maybe. You gotta watch um, Jingle Jangle. Oh, yeah. Jingle Jangle I wanted yeah, to watch. Yeah, the Nutcracker. That one's saved somewhere, too, still. The Nutcracker? Oh, yeah. The one that you never got to see in theaters. Yeah. The Nutcracker. Um, Jingle Jangle. And then Ghosting is one left over from last year that Elizabeth, actual friend of the show, mm-hmm. told us to watch that we never got around to. Okay. Um, and The Holiday. We could not find it anymore for free. No. I hate that movie, which is a very unpopular opinion in, amongst the Christmas movie fans of the world. Millennials, yeah. Um, I really hated that movie, but it's basically the plot of the book that I'm reading right now, The Christmas Swap, and you said mm. you've never seen it, so 
If we don't get to it this year, <laughs> what? I, uh, I know how we have to end this episode. Okay. You... Uh, no. Was it, was it your original thought when we were watching Love Actually, or did you take it from some tweet about how the worst storyline could be made so much better? The card guy. The flipping card oh, guy. Oh, my original thought. This is, like, one of the smartest things so you've said all year. So we did watch a few... We watched Elf, which is, like... You know, sure. if you listen to the podcast ever, the children love the yeah, books. You like, can, you have, we have a gimmick where we did that for right. 20 minutes. Love Actually was another one. We did that one. Rated them all. Yeah. yeah so, um, so, you know, those are like favorites of the show. So we did watch mm-hmm. Love Actually. And my thought was that the, the, <laughs> the only way looking back on it, that the Andrew Lincoln storyline, the Andrew Lincoln, Kira Knightley thing yeah. makes any sense <laughs> is if he's actually mute or deaf. <laughs> It would make so much sense. And this is not meant to be... That would explain why he like, thought he couldn't be with her. And yes, thought and he didn't have a chance. And why he was like, so insecure about it. And why stuff. he used fucking cards to yes. speak to her. And this is not meant to be ableist at all. No. Like, it actually would have made a lot right. more sense. My humor is not about how funny it would be for him to be doing that. Just the, the whole storyline is so fucking dumb. Yes, and it would have. There would have been an actual reason and for like. And I wouldn't have to hear him talk. <laughs> enough, finally enough. He doesn't even really talk. He just like cries to to <sighs> Dido. That's that's art, actually. Those Santas on those nipples are art. Made way more sense. Man, that's our Christmas gift to you. So can we not never do this again and like watch twenty things and talk about them in one go? Sure. I think we'll be back in early Jan to do like a, a book wrap do up. Do a wrap up. Mm. Um, and we can um, do an actual real episode. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this was, I think our original intention for the show was going to be much shorter, but our Christmas yeah. plans obviously changed like most people's did due to COVID. So we had a lot more free time and a lot. I was originally thinking we were going to do this episode like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had two extra weeks of movies crammed into here. So. Yeah. Thanks for putting up with it. Uh, if you, you listen it. to this whole thing, Merry Christmas. Here's your Christmas gift is that we're going to stop talking. Mm-hmm. So have a lovely Christmas, whatever your plans are this year, and we'll catch up with you in the new year. Peace out.